So you want to start with talking about the All-Star game? Yeah, we could do that. Okay. Overall, what were your, the night, like the whole night of All-Star night, how'd you think? You know, I thought it was pretty cool how they put everything in one night, you know, over then. It was efficient for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of like fit everything in jam-packed, which kind of took away from some events. Like the the specialty and individuality of each of the like segments you're saying? I would say that the, the, like the dunk contest for example, that was kind of rushed. We all saw it and we all Yeah. Knew, you know. Also how did Obi Toppin not win in my humble opinion? <laughs> I think it's just because simply because he just wasn't like a short guy cuz I thought his dunks objectively, even he's, though it's a subjective thing. I thought his dunks were better, but simply because he's like whatever, 6-7, I don't think that the the judges were like, "Oh, he's got bounce," which was like the more important thing to them. Yeah, no, I think for some reason they went with the little guy, you know. Anthony yeah, Simon. like I liked when he kissed the rim, like that was cool. That was but, cool, but he didn't even kiss it. Exactly. So, like, and he didn't even. Cut that was it for the close. headlines. Like, it was for the headlines. It wasn't even within inches. It was like a foot away. So I don't know. We've seen like Gerald Green blow out candles. We've seen like Blake Griffin jump over cars. We've seen like Serge Ibaka jump from the free throw line. We've yeah. seen Zach Levine do windmills from the from free the throw free line. throw line. Yeah, that's like there was. Uh, I forget. There was one dunk that I saw that I was like, if he did that from the free throw line, like that would be it would be a fifty, like off the bat. I forget what dunk it was, but it was just it just made me think like why why is anything else going to be like why is Anthony Simmons going to get a fifty for something kind of stupid, even though it was kind of cool. But I don't think it was just like I don't think it was worth a fifty. I don't like his. Uh, I didn't like his Tracy McGrady. Neither did I. Dunk either. I didn't think he did it that well. Neither did I. Yeah. And I, I forget his first dunk, honestly. Because it's forgettable. And it was yeah. a forgettable dunk contest. Overall, it, I think it was a forgettable dunk contest. I think that Stanley should have not been screwed over by the judging. And I think he should have passed into the second round, and it should have been him versus Obi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like Obi, well, we don't know what Stanley had for his... For his final. I feel like Stanley would have some crazy stuff for his final. So that's speculation as to who would win between And there's some people who don't know who... who who that was, Cassie like Stanley. Yeah, he was. No, he, he was, was like famous in high school. Yeah, he was one of the best high school prospects, and it going into Duke was like was he a top five prospect in the country? He went to Harvard Westlake in uh, California, I think it was, and I don't know if he was like highly recruited, but he went to Duke. But he went to Duke. And yeah, he played significant minutes. Yeah, so I know like he's not he's a guard on the Pacers that doesn't play like at all, but he's still he's. He's cash a stance. Like, like, that's what you need in a dunk contest. Exactly. Like, when Derrick Jones Jr. was in the dunk contest before he became, like, now he's, like, one of the better wing defenders in the league and, like, a great finisher at the rim. But he got started by just being in the dunk contest. Yeah. So I don't understand why people are like, who the fuck is this cash Stanley guy and why why is he in the dunk contest? Like, we've seen guys like this before yeah, who like end up being Jeremy very Evans. substantial do players. Do you remember Jeremy Evans from the Jazz? I do not. Oh, he did. Uh, the, I think his final dunk was... Um, he did like that Jordan split over a uh, in uh, you know there's like something covering what he was jumping over, and then he unveiled what he jumped over, and it was a painting of him dunking. That's sick. The same that dunk. is so sick. Yeah, and I mean he played for the Jazz, but I mean he's did he get a fifty on that? He had to have gotten a fifty. Uh, he won the contest, so he must have gotten a fifty. But well, that's worth know, it. Like you said, he's he doesn't he didn't get any minutes really after that. Like he yeah, didn't really. He didn't really have a career, so, but that's not the point. That's what you're saying. Yeah. It's not the point of the dunk contest. No, this is some awesome stuff. Dunks. Yeah. 
possible. Yeah, and I feel like we got robbed of that, personally. I think that out of all those three players, and, and this is a weird contest because it only had three players, three participants. Yeah, yeah. But, man, three of those players, I think that Anthony Simons, I think is his name, I think that he had the worst dunks out of everyone. And he won the whole thing. And he won it. Yeah, like, that's that's crazy. That's That's honestly crazy to me. Oh, yeah. So I didn't like how they rushed that event, how they only let three people in, and they kind of, like, you know, just kind of gave, you know, the win to Simons. But that's my only, you know, gripe, I guess, against the uh, dunk contest. You want to talk about the three-point contest for a minute? What did you think about the three-point contest? The fact that it came down to Steph Curry's last shot felt almost scripted. That was so fun. Like, I was – I remember I was on the phone with – I was on the phone with my girlfriend, and I was just like – Hold on, I think Steph Curry is about to win the three-point contest. About halfway through, I was like, oh my god, is Steph Curry not going to win the three-point contest? And then, nah, he did. To the last shot. And she just, like, she's she's on the phone with me, and she's like, why are you so excited? Like, this doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. Watching that live was incredible. <laughs> it was awesome. Just because we knew how, you know, Mike Conley did, and we knew Steph, you know, he was kind of failing in the middle there. Yeah. You know, on some of those racks. But he hit the He hit those three-pointers. Yeah, like the three-point, three-pointers. Yeah, the four-pointers. Or four, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's his shot. Like, they made that That's why they put it in. Like, honestly, Curry. if him and Dame were in the contest, those two guys would have made those two shots, like, almost every round. Damian Lillard and Stephen Curry could have their own four-point contest. And it would be awesome. And they could <laughs> I would televise watch it. it, and they could make a lot of money off of it. NBA, if you're listening, you know. Put a four-point shot. Put a four-point. No, I'm just saying a four-point contest. Listen, do you think they should put in, if they were to do any sort of shot on the court that was worth four points? Do you th- I, it should be do like it, half court or something. Do you think it should be a line, or do you think it should be specific spots? I think it should be specific spots. Like, if you, if you do a line of a four-point shot, then you'll just have guys chucking it who then drill it. If you make it, like, in the corner right before half courts, like, you know, yeah. like, like where people can get trapped, like, in each... I don't know if it maybe should be before you cross half court or right after you cross half court, but those moments where you can trap somebody right after half court or right before it, yeah. I think those would be good spots. For a for a four point shot, I don't think you should be like here's a line, and if you shoot it from behind here, it's worth four points all of a sudden. Yeah, because it's kind of interesting. That's a good point because the three point line is an arc, and yeah, I mean, it's not just a line, you know. Yeah, it's not. It's like the corners are are closer to the hoop than it is from the from from the top of the key. Like overall, like it's an so arc it's strategy, you know, determining yeah. where you want to shoot from. If you shoot better from the corners, if you shoot better from this side, the length matters. Yeah, there are all time great shooters who are just like they were just great shooters from the corner. Like they were just catch and shoot guys from the corner. That's way yeah. different than being a Steph Curry or a Dame Lillard who can pull up from thirty five or take a On step any back spot of the court. Yeah, anywhere. I mean, what we saw in the All Star game was a dream was awesome. to the fans. Yeah. In terms of, like, the Steph Curry, Lillard, they were on the same team, but they were still battling each other. It was still, like, who was going to make the cooler shots? Yeah. And it was, the answer's both of them. Yeah. I who? I mean, Lillard ended up, like, he had an 11-0 run to end that Lillard game. Lillard ended the game, right? And, yeah, he was fantastic. That Steph was so Curry awesome. ended the half, and Lillard ended the game. So, if you're a fan of either of them, I guess that was a time. Yeah, I saw some Twitter memes about, like, Dame fans and Steph fans meeting up for the All Star game are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I mean the All Star game was great. I, what do you think about like there's there's a big narrative going on that's like because we're both we're both LeBron guys for the goat discussion. Yeah, but there's a big narrative going on in terms of like 
there's an obvious way that people who are in the media, which I don't think we count as in the media yet because we're just doing a very small podcast. No. But in in the larger media, there's obvious people who take the LeBron side and the Jordan side. And the people who take the LeBron side literally take every chance they can get to take LeBron. And the people who take the Jordan side take every chance they, they, they can possibly get to take Jordan. And the most recent one that I've seen is that Jordan is like Jordan as a GM versus LeBron as a GM because LeBron's <laughs> being an all-star GM the past couple of years. And he's oh, like, I oh, thought- he's he's 4-0 and as an all-star GM compared to Jordan who hasn't been great with the Hornets. I think that's a ridiculous narrative. I thought you were going to talk about or mention how LeBron usually constructs his own roster when he moves to a different city. I think that's a better argument than the one that yeah. that I'm putting out right now. He's but more this of a GM is, in that moment. Yeah, but like the actual like Fox Sports one, and I've seen like multiple multiple major sports outlets release stats about like you know LeBron's four and zero as an All Star GM. He's picking from All Stars. <laughs> He's picking from All Stars, but also uh, some questionable teams he's gone against, like this year against uh, KD. Without KD and without Embiid. KD, well, even though, even if you had Also, KD LeBron only played, like, what, 13, 14 minutes? 14 minutes, which that, was kind of disappointing yeah. as a fan. Yeah. He I did mean, say mentally... Uh, that he, he needed a break. Yeah. He played 36 or 37 games before before the break, give or take. Hey man, he's might an, been, he's yeah. an old guy. He's, he, he's, he's got an old some fella. Wear and yeah. Even though it looks like he doesn't, but... Uh, yeah. He does. And, um... um uh, what was... What were we talking about? Um... The uh, LeBron, GMA. yeah, LeBron picking the All Star team, being four and zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, questionable teams, man. I mean, KD picked uh, interesting roster because he had to go with Kyrie. He had to go with his teammates, yeah. and LeBron's teammate was injured. Yeah, he had to go with Kyrie, and then uh, I mean, Giannis and then had to go with Harden as his first pick off the bench. Yeah, but uh, I was talking about Giannis's team last year was pretty bad too. He picked like Joel Embiid first pick. Which oh yeah! This year would have been a good pick. Probably. But last year didn't make sense. But last year didn't make sense. And then his second pick was Pascal Siakam. <laughs> yeah, My, yeah, yeah. And then I think his first pick off the bench was probably Middleton because his teammate. Yeah. So like it just wasn't overall talent wise. It didn't make sense. So I feel like put me against LeBron. I'll draft a better team. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I will as long draft, as you don't have to play. <laughs> you know that might be a stipulation. <laughs> he might make me play the game, and I have to start. That would be play five great minutes and then sub out the rest of the game. I, maybe I only need to play 14. <laughs> I'll only play when LeBron plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the deal. That's the deal. But LeBron and I have to guard each other. That's fair. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I can probably only hold him to 30. In those 14 minutes. In those 14 minutes. minutes. Especially if I'm talking all this shit and he gets mad at me and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 30. 14 minutes, 30. That's two points a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's what? One bucket? Dude, he's 6'9". He could shoot over both of us. Like, legit, if we guarded him in the mid-range, it wouldn't matter. If we stacked you onto my shoulders... We'd be too slow, side to side. He would dominate us. Yeah. We couldn't even, like... Like, let's say LeBron... um, We could tackle him. We could throw both of us at him. That's the only way we could do it. Let's do this. Both of us together is, like, what, 400-ish pounds? Combined. Combined. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, combined. (laughs) Even then, I still think... 
every once in a while he'd brush us off. Like he'd just kind of like get a little bit under and then just kind of shrug us he off. He pushes 300 pounders away like they're flies. Yeah, have you seen that picture of, of Serge Ibaka like trying to drag him down while he's taking Serge Ibaka's a big dude. Ibaka when he was on the Thunder? It's Ibaka when he's on, I think it's when he's on the Raptors. Oh, I don't know. And he's like, he's legit like trying to tear him down while he's just taking the layup. And he ends up making the layup. And uh, Ibaka's a massive man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to drag him down. I legit think he could shrug us off if we both threw our bodies at him one time. Most likely. Which is it's really insane. Here's a, here's a rule, though. LeBron can only dribble, right, outside of the three-point line. Okay. His, when he picks up his dribble, he can step inside. He's still got those two steps and a jump, though. He still has those though. two steps and a jump. So we can double-team him. He can't double-team us. And we're no we longer piggyback. We're no yeah. longer piggybacked on each other? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, in, in terms of, like, strategy, right? We dude, can, offensively, uh, like... Dude, six players on a court versus five? That's true. And this is only 2v1. We could just have one NBA player cherry-pick... Oh, you're saying like both of us are on the same All Star team? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Actually, no. We one of us could just cherry pick the yeah. entire time, or we could just take turns. Even if we took, th- you know how tired we got yesterday just shooting around. <laughs> even if we Don't took turns, me. dude. If we took turns jogging down the court, we didn't every even other play possession. a game, and we were no. out of breath. <laughs> we were doing shooting drills. For 10 minutes. 15 minutes. I'm saying, I work. So if we took turns playing defense and then jogging down the court, I honestly don't know which would be more tiring, playing defense or jogging down the court. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the defense against LeBron. Because we have to both guard him, though. That's oh, we got to guard LeBron? <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. We have to guard LeBron. LeBron has the rule where he can only dribble – the issue is, like, I, I get lower on defense, and then even if he, like, gets kind of low, like, his ass is in my face. He's a pretty tall guy. Yeah, he's huge. <laughs> he's fucking massive. His biceps are very, yeah. I would feel like, did you ever watch the movie Trainwreck? With, no, he's in that, though. Yeah, he's in that. And at one point, Bill Hader's in it, too. And Bill Hader's playing, like, fun one-on-one with LeBron. Yeah. And ends up scoring a basket and goes, like, I own you, LeBron James. <laughs> like, if I legit stop LeBron one time. That's exactly how I'd feel. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, dude, do you know how crazy it would be if you <laughs> stopped insane. LeBron James from scoring a basketball? Have you seen that video of um, MJ losing in a 1v1? I have not. It's pretty interesting. Who did he lose to? Was it just like a camper? It's at this camp where he held it for businessmen because, you okay. know, that's MJ. Got to make some money. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Republican buy sneakers too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's at this camp underrated line but he's at this camp and uh you know he's offering people to take him one-on-one and obviously he's not letting anyone take him one-on-one. Yeah. like he's just beating everyone and then this guy comes in there's footage of it and there's this guy that comes in and uh you know he's way shorter than michael jordan he's not six six he's probably yeah, he's like just five nine or something <sighs> like that okay and uh he dribbles i think his first points where he dribbles uh strong left and then uh double clutches it somehow maneuvers it over Jordan's block and gets a point. And then Jordan, like, you know, checks up the ball again. And he's kind of a little pissed, maybe? He gets a little pissed yeah. off because it's Michael Jordan. He's like, I'm not letting yeah. this guy score on me. He yeah. just scored on me. I'm not letting this guy score another on me. Yeah. You know? He took it personally. He took it personally. <laughs> and, that, like, the guy ended up scoring, like, two more points and won the game or something. 
Jesus. I, I remember Mike had the ball at some point, but I Did he just, like, miss a shot, maybe? Yeah, I think he missed a shot or something along those lines. Or okay. maybe it was um, one shot per possession, you know. Oh, Olympic rules and stuff? Olympic So, rules. like, he couldn't go and Because <laughs> if he's 6'6". They play that at the Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every team, no rebounding. No Not rebounding. Rebound. One shot. <laughs> everyone knows the rules. <laughs> Imagine how bad that would be if, like, you just had Melo on the team and, like, you know, it's Olympic <laughs> Melo, so he's going to make a lot, but he's also going to miss a lot. So you just got to you just gotta assume that he's going to take that shot. Yeah, and he'll also just, like, stand there. He won't get back on defense. No. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like us. Exactly like us. But we're only used to playing half court. So it makes sense. So that's why we stand there, because then all of a sudden where we are is now our defensive position. You know, if we did play six on five, two of us and four other NBA players against LeBron's five, you know, I don't think it'd go well. I think it would go all right. We lose. Dude, my my but my two bodies. My travel coach when uh when I was playing I was okay, playing I guess travel. It really depends on the NBA players. This is, this is but this is what I, this is what I'm going to say. My travel coach went to uh he went to Lehigh and when they were preparing to play Georgetown, he was playing college ball when Patrick Ewing was playing college ball. This is before Patrick Ewing's knees were bad. So this was Patrick Ewing at his at his peak, honestly physical peak. Honestly, yeah, college and early NBA career Patrick Ewing is peak Patrick Ewing, sadly. Yeah. I wish the Knicks had peak Patrick Ewing. But like when he misses that finger roll in the playoffs against the Pacers and stuff, that's not, that's not peak Patrick Ewing. Like he would have dunked that. Later. I know, we don't got to talk about that. But <laughs> but when when Lehigh would prepare to play Georgetown in basketball, they would play 6 on 5 in practice to warm up for it. And because they're Which, they would have six. they would have six reserves playing the five starters, ah. and the five starters still won like every time. Really? Yeah. So imagine really? so imagine having a talent difference that isn't just the five Lehigh starters versus their six reserves, but it's just the five Georgetown starters, including Patrick Ewing, versus the five or versus the six Lehigh reserves. So then imagine five Lebr- five. Four All Stars plus LeBron. No, there's versus not five LeBrons. Four, four, I know. No, sorry, yeah, <laughs> but four All Stars plus LeBron versus four All Stars plus us two. I'm just saying, let me draft a team, and we don't have Giannis. He has Giannis too, and well, he has Steph, and he has Dame. I guess he gets first pick, right? He has first pick for sure, and he'll pick Giannis. Uh, and then what? Do we pick Steph just just to spread the floor out? Then he picks Dame to spread the floor. Well, are we going on? Can we pick KD? Starters? Can we pick KD? Are well, we the captain? We're replacing KD. Or does KD? Hold on. Does KD pick us as a duo as his first pick? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we are collectively. You know, I feel like us we, two and KD are kind of a dynamic yeah, trio. Yeah, we're like the captain. Yeah, <laughs> three people captain. It's like a tri tri captain. Yeah, yeah, tri captain. Yeah, yeah. LeBron only needs to be the captain of his team. I mean. There's going to be some chemistry issues eventually. For sure, but not on our end. The more we play, I mean... Yeah. I mean, we know how to play with Kevin Durant. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, KD is like... Well, I feel like anyone can play with KD. That's Actually, that's exactly what I was going to start talking about because like, people are talking about why they don't trust the Nets fully is because they haven't seen their big three fully intact yet. Mm -hmm. And like recently, it's only been Kyrie and Harden. But my thing is like... I, you plug yeah. in KD anywhere, and he's just going to be an efficient 12 for 15, give you 30 points, and not turn the ball over more than three times in a playoff game, while also being, I mean, especially on the Nets, maybe your best defender on the court. 
Like he's you a can, seven footer. He plays down. He, he plays down low yeah. like a lot, like center now. And I'm like, yeah. I don't understand exactly why you play center. Like power forward. It's because they need him there. Yeah. Like unless DeAndre's in the game. Like, but like, imagine Shaq going against Kevin Durant. Well, that wouldn't be fair. <laughs> this is like the NBA's like changed so much since yeah. you know the dominant centers kind of took over. You know, absolutely. And now it's just wing shooters because of Curry. Yeah, not a bad thing. Yeah, I'm, yeah. We even talked about it on a previous episode about how how three point scoring and just overall scoring has exploded these yeah. past couple of years. But yeah, Kevin Durant is is the prototypical NBA center somehow, which is a seven footer with handles who can pull up from thirty. Like, That's impossible to stop, even for LeBron. It is. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you drop Kevin Durant in the nineties, everyone's like, "Well, we're not playing because this is unfair." This is an alien who you've clearly just dropped <laughs> inside of our generation. Well, okay, is this Durant going to be taking? I'm saying it's the same Durant. It's it's Golden State Durant. It's Oklahoma, it's late Oklahoma City Durant. So the situation, the hypothetical, right? Let me get this right. You take drop him on Utah. Okay, okay. Oop. Put him on Utah with Stockton and Malone. That team wins eight championships. So you're telling me that if you went up to Kevin Durant and was like, "I have a time machine." In my bathtub, you got to fill the <laughs> bathtub tub? and get inside of the bathtub and okay. close your eyes. And then you're, you know. I think he'd be very, very skeptical. <laughs> Let's say we can convince Kevin Durant. <laughs> okay, yeah. We don't have, you don't have to drink the bathwater or anything like that. Yeah. But you're in a bathtub, you close your eyes, you open your eyes again, and bam, you're in like 1987. Okay. You get out of the bathtub. You remember Everything and is he like twenty six? Like is he kind of young? Man, we should have thought about this earlier, <laughs> a couple <laughs> years ago. <laughs> All right, the hypothetical. How old is Kevin Durant? He's probably like thirty two, thirty three. My guess is yeah, around then. Drafted in 07. Yeah, he's thirty two. Okay, that's enough time. So you think just now, drop so Kevin Durant now, now? Yeah, you now, you take Kevin Durant. Dude, the whole league, like today, the league's way different. He knows everything that happens in the future, but we have his word that he's not going to invest in any stocks or make any bets. <laughs> no Back to the Future, either two or three. I forget which one it is. Two. But no Back to the Future 2, funny no. business, Mr. No, Durant? No funny business. He's strictly there to play basketball and to change the game. Okay. And so we put him back there. He takes as many shots as he does today, like, you know, the same amount. Same amount of threes, same amount of twos. You know, all of his tendencies, the exact same. But they're the 90s. Two things could happen. Let's put him on the Jazz. He goes on the Jazz. They'd never lose. At 33 years old, 34 years old. He's, he's 32 now. 32, you said? Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. If he's 32, then he probably has four rings. Yeah. I'd say. If you dropped him in, well, let's say it's like 90, 1990, you know? Yeah. That's like the beginning of Jordan's problem. Let's that say is, 1992. Yeah. That legit is the, like, that, that's very us not being Jordan guys. Yeah. Yeah, let's say how many championships does Jordan not have if Kevin Durant's in the 90s? I, I think that's a good question. If you put Kevin Durant There's, up there, against Michael Jordan every finals that he took, and you put Kevin Durant on that Jazz team, which I feel like would be equivalent equivalent of like the Warriors, you know. Well, he would more like he'd be more likely to beat those those later Bulls teams where Robin and Pippen just weren't as effective. 
Yeah. Even though Robin wasn't on that first three-peat team, Pippen was really good. That, that's the thing. Like, when I think about the Warriors that were uh, insane, like unbeatable, versus the 96 Bulls or even the Bulls beforehand, it's like I understand the Pippen can guard anybody argument, but also nobody can guard Durant, even Pippen, in my opinion. Because he's another, he's two, three inches taller than Pippen, can shoot over him. I mean, I agree with you, but Pippen probably doesn't. No way he does. Yeah. He t- no he, way. He, there's a video of him telling us how he'd guard and block up James Harden, and that's just false. I don't think that. I Pippen think he'd. I don't I give him. I'd give him a better shot at guarding James Harden than I would have Kevin Durant. Okay, but listen to this. This is what he said he'd do. He'd full court press him. Make sure he just bug him the entire time. Make sure he's uncomfortable. And that was his main strategy. Just make him uncomfortable? Yeah. Make, make him uncomfortable. That was his main strategy. Hug him when he gets the ball on the full court line. And I'm like, that's a cool strategy. But do you but, really think that's going to stop James Harden from just hitting threes? And also, he's a game? great distributor. Like, he's one of the best passers in the league. Yeah, you don't think he has a, you know, a little bit of a handle to I'm not, know, like, get he'd down still probably force, like, he'd make him have rough games. Like, he'd make him have, like, four or five turnover games. Yeah. But it wouldn't stop him from being efficient. I still think James Harden and Kevin Durant would get theirs against Scottie Pippen. Not to the same Which degree. is upsetting to say, because well, I love Scottie Pippen so much. Dude, 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 we have Kawhi Leonard to see. Yeah. Who's pretty much, I'd say, just as up there defensively he's, as he's, Pippen has been. No, yeah, generationally, he's like almost our Scottie Pippen. Yes, for Give, our generation. Yeah. I mean, dude, dude locked LeBron James down. Not locked him down. Put... Put LeBron James in, in uncomfortable, uncomfortable situations, yeah. Which is exactly what Scotty w- wants to do with with Harden, Harden and probably Durant. Probably yeah. Durant. I don't. One think time, one time, Larry Bird, Larry Bird. I my source on this is my uncle who said he read it once. But one time, Larry it's Bird credible. was. It's very uncle. credible. <laughs> I don't know his uncle. Um, he's a big he's a big eighty Celtics fan. What? And, your yeah, uncle I know. Is I know. a Celtics fan, and we haven't talked. <laughs> <laughs> but he was—he loved the '80 Celtics, and when Bird retired, and then the Bulls started winning all the championships, somebody asked Bird, "Like, hey, how are the '80 Celtics, '86 Celtics, do against whatever? Pick your Bulls team, one of the championship Bulls teams." Yeah. And he was like, "You know, I think we'd be able to hold our own." And he was like, "Well, what about Scottie Pippen? Scottie Pippen be guarding you?" And he goes, "You just run him off a screen." Like <laughs> then you're fine. Then you have an open shot. And Larry Bird's serious. He he only needs two seconds. Not even. He needs half a second to know he's open. He takes a shot. Kevin Durant's two or three inches taller than Larry Bird, and is arguably the most efficient mid-range catch and shoot guy of all time, as well as three-point shooter of all time. So run him, run Scottie Pippen off one screen, which is something that that Warrior system was known for doing. Just the amount of off-ball and on-ball screening they did. You're just getting open shots, and you have the best shooters of all time on that team. See, I guess that Kevin Durant would understand that's how he gets his shots, so he would be able to tell the Jazz, hey, set me some yeah. picks. Yeah. Imagine Carl Malone setting a pick for you to get open. That'd be kind of nice. That'd be kind of nice. Yeah. You literally just have a triangle, right? This is my perfect, perfect right, Jazz Mr. Jackson. Yeah. You have a triangle on the left side of the court, just because I'm picking the left side. Sure. And... You got two players on the right, one on the wing, one in the corner that can shoot. Joe Ingles, let's say, 
And uh, All right, Joe Ingles in the '90s Jazz. Ray Let's Allen. do it. I don't yeah. know. Joe Ingles two, two, and Ray Allen on the '90s. '90s Jazz team. Well, was this great. this Jazz team probably couldn't shoot anywhere near as good as Joe Ingles and Ray Allen. So yeah, yeah. Jeff Hornacek, <laughs> Knicks coach. He could be the Joe Ingles. So yeah, just stick him over there. I don't know if he could be Joe Ingles to be honest, but yeah, it's just yeah, just, just put him over there. Him put him over there. there. Yeah, stick him in the corner. Someone on the wing. And then you got your three players. You got Stockton, Durant, and Carmelone, right? Yeah, I would rage quit out of that game if this was two K. All you need is a triangle in like one side of the court, and it's unstoppable, man. Yeah. It's like you, John Stockton, can score, and John Stockton can pass. He can do anything. He's he's a he's very underrated. So let's say John Stockton has the ball and he's getting guarded by Ron Harper, and he dumps the ball down to Carmelone. Now, you probably have to double Car Malone. He's the second leading scorer in NBA history. At also, any during his career, won an MVP. Yeah, over Jordan. Which and, is arguable, the fact that he won it. But regardless, he was one of the best players in the NBA for a long stretch of time. And he could score. He's probably getting doubled. So you double him. Well, if you have Kevin Durant over there. I would throw it to him even if I wasn't doubled. He's yeah. Kevin Durant. He'd probably make it over while contested. Meanwhile, if you dump it off and you pass it up to Kevin Durant or whatever, you have a two on one on the other side. Regardless, you, you just honestly have, there's not have enough to have defenders. One, there aren't because you need to have one guy on Stockton, and, and you might Stockton want to double cuts. Malone, and you might want to double Durant. Yeah, then all of a sudden those two guys over there are wide open. Get the three guys, the three pointer guys. Yeah, yeah. So you, if you had Joe Ingles, that would be cool, but you probably can't tell Joe Ingles to get in the bathtub too. <laughs> so that probably won't happen. He's skeptical, yeah. He's Australian, so like you know, yeah. don't really fuck yous, mate. Yeah, fuck yous. <laughs> but um, you know that reminds me. I met an Irish dude today from Dublin. What? Really? Yeah, I recognized him uh, today because I'm well, not recognized his. You recognize the accent? Yeah. No, I recognized his face just from you know, <laughs> just from being like, hey, hey, I think I know. I've Irish seen some Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he's just wearing a Gaelic football. Jersey. I was like, I've oh, never seen cool. that before. But yeah, Joe Ingles in Australia. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's unstoppable, man. John yeah. Stockton, Kevin Durant, Carl Malone. That three right there. Like, you just need Kevin Durant to run the baseline and, go, and just run around the three-point line. and th- Just run the three-point line the entire game. It's Have over. Carl Malone sit in the paint right outside. Or even, honestly... Just having Kevin Durant cherry pick as a rim defender on one end and then come over and hit 35-foot bombs on the other, like like slowly and in rhythm. Well, dude, do you, how how much mind-blown do you think uh, Any Jordan and be. the Bulls would be if they see Kevin Durant somehow get drafted know, at the age of 32 and he starts pulling it from, like, half-court line? And he starts, like, getting game winners and starts dunking over everyone, has a handle like that, you know? I, listen, Jordan might take it personally, so we don't and lose <laughs> and lose. Can I? I, I want to do this real quick. Uh, this is going to take me a second because I might because I, I just I need I need to get through this. This is this is not. I'm not going to say this is a big deal for me, but this is a big moment for me, Oscar. Okay. <laughs> I'm listening. We're all listening. Do you remember the the Last Dance? Yeah, of course. It got us. It got a lot of us through quarantine. At least the beginning part of it. Yeah. Just being able to have that sports. You know, itch scratched. Uh, they finished it like early. Just, they, yeah, they did it early just yeah. so that we could all watch it, and I I, I love that. But like, 
this is this is something that I've needed to say for a while, and I think I've even told this to you, but not on that. This is recorded and going to be put into public domain. You know, domain, and I want my 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 take on this to be to be heard. The government can hear you, so now. the government can hear this, even though the government can hear when I say on my phone. But the, the, I want the government to really I, know that I mean this. Kevin Durant can hear this too, and that Kevin Durant can hear this. Him and all of his burner accounts. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he he laughed at the notion of Gary Payton guarding him in the finals? Yeah. Gary Payton guarded him for three games in the in in the nineteen ninety six finals. The first game he guarded him, Michael let Jordan. Guess, let me guess. Michael Jordan went off for twenty eight. Had eight assists and six rebounds. I like your your guess, but the first game he goes six for nineteen with That's Gary not Payton guarding him. Points. That isn't. He scored twenty three points, and also uh, remember that 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 Michael Jordan laughed when he when remember Gary Payton was like, I think yeah. I did a good job of guarding him. Visibly, and Michael Jordan laughed at it, being like, No, you didn't. I'm Michael so, Jordan. I'm Michael Jordan. So Michael Jordan goes 6 for 19 in that first game while Gary Payton guards him in the NBA Finals. I mean, that's amazing numbers for Kobe. It is. <laughs> but especially, we don't need to get into how Kobe did in his in his last Finals win when Pau Gasol probably saved him. But I don't want to really and, get into I mean, that. I mean, Artest hit that three to put him up. We're not, we're not talking about Kobe right now. We don't have to talk but, about the Celtics right now either. Okay, okay. But then, then the second game, Gary Payton's guarding him. Jordan shoots eleven for twenty-two, which is oh, it's good. He shoots fifty percent from the field. Yeah, but also if you're Gary Payton, you just held Michael Jordan to eleven for twenty-two from the field. You should be feeling pretty good about yourself. And I'm not sure that all of those shots were while Gary Payton was guarding him or while he had like I don't I, I haven't dived into the the deep metrics yeah. on this. Advanced, but thus far we're at six for nineteen and eleven for twenty-two while Gary Payton's guarding Michael Jordan. In the third and final closeout game of this series, Michael Jordan shoots five for nineteen while while Gary Payton's guarding him. Yet, and they win the game because Scottie Pippen has, has an efficient game and defensively plays great. And so Jordan plays great defensively on his end as well. Like that's that's something that you could always kind of count on with Michael Jordan. He was fantastic defensively, but the notion that the entire country. Now thinks that Jordan owned Gary Payton in a finals is so ludicrous to me. <laughs> and I want this podcast to be as big as the last dance, but right now it isn't. So so nobody's gonna like people will deep dive into this and figure it out for themselves. If you're but if you're a casual fan, fan No, just watching that during Then quarantine. you think then you think Michael Jordan made every shot well, against Gary Payton. Michael Jordan's a god because he made the, the His production company made the documentary, yeah. I, I want to see LeBron make his own documentary. He's going to, actually. I'm pretty sure he's going <laughs> to. I'm actually, like, very positive that he's going to do that. But, like, that that's like... Especially because he he's already said that he thinks he's one of the two hardest finals of all time. He thinks he... Yeah, he did say that, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He thought he... Because the 2016 one... whack stuff. That's my one thing with LeBron. I love LeBron, but I think that he thinks about the narrative too much, and he wants to play into being in, like being the top of the narrative. I heard a conspiracy theory. Hit me with it. LeBron doesn't actually care about Cleveland or Ohio. What do you mean? It was all a ploy. To become the GOAT? But what about being born there? Potentially. <laughs> So, like, you know, he was born in Akron, they say. And, yeah, blah, uh, blah, blah, yeah. He was a homeless, uh, single mother. Yeah, up. fucking whatever. He doesn't care about Ohio, though. 
No, no, no. Well, I'm just saying, like, he grew up homeless, uh, bouncing around, and he grew up with one mother. They say he was from Akron, or born in Akron. There is a conspiracy theory that I remember hearing where at the beginning of, like, the high school fame, you know, before he realized that he wanted to skip college and go to the NBA, when he was, you know, in high school, uh, like, some PR reached out to him and explained to him, you could take it like this. You could skip college. The Cleveland Cavaliers have the number one pick, or they, they were like, they have a lottery pick, good odds to get you. Yeah. If they snag you, because they need the one pick, you're going to be the number yeah, one pick. Yeah, and you bring them a championship. If they snag you. And the storyline's in place. Well, no. Well, I'm not saying. That's 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 crazy. They're, they're not okay, going to be like, sure. win a championship for us, too. But yeah. I'm saying, if you could get, like, if, if we could get these strings connected where you get drafted by Cleveland, you could really, really just pay, pay that, oh, I'm Cleveland. I'm all of Cleveland. Cleveland rides with me like you know i am cleveland i am ohio like you know that whole figurehead of being like uh the best player on his team he's from that town like he, it's his home state uh you know that whole narrative of just being like drafted number one by your own team and you know i think derrick rose had a similar situation happen to him in 08 in chicago but but he even, like, he went to Memphis for a year to play college ball. Yeah, so that's different. Yeah. The conspiracy was that, like, you know, someone reached out to him. I get that, but, like, what's the – if because the scenario you just mentioned in terms of his, his upbringing. Because then what's, – what's the, what's the financial incentive for him to go to college for a year and then become the number one team for whatever the next team is, or the number one pick for whatever the next his, team what is? What do you mean? What's his financial – because the financial incentive to join the draft that year is that, oh, I'll start making $100,000 playing basketball, yeah. and I can start paying for my mom to live. Yeah. Whereas if I go to college for a year, which he said he would either go to Ohio State or Duke, one of the yeah. two, most likely Ohio State. If he goes to Ohio State for a year, what's the financial incentive there? I'm sure there's under-the-table stuff because the NCAA is incredibly corrupt. Wait, but that's that's not... I, but I know we're talking about, uh, uh, in terms of narrative, what he was thinking. Yeah. But realistically... If he, like he was really not living a good life, so he was like, "I need to start working." Whoa. So working professionally nah, was the he way had to money go. Then, because people gave him money. I mean, you people don't gave him money the though. Conspiracy that? Well, how does LeBron's mom drive ha- a Hummer? Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. definitely got paid. I mean, he probably got paid yeah. by Nike. He probably got paid by like sports magazines. He probably got paid by like all these different people. Oh yeah, and people probably gave him money too. I mean, dude was a legend. In high school. And he's not, like, uh, he even, like, uh, him and Rich Paul have been, like, pretty close friends from the beginning, right? Uh, He's a smart guy. So I'm sure he's been able to figure out, yeah. Yeah. Did I say Rich Paul or did I say something else? No, no, no. I was, I didn't know if you're talking about LeBron or Rich. Oh, no, I'm talking about both of them. I'm talking about both of them are are, are smart guys and and pretty focused on, like, how are we going to, are we going to be able to support support the area in which we came from? Yeah, that's where that's where I feel like it gets a little sketch. Like, the the, but where's their incentive to then like? I see that it's like it to me that looks like it's more convenient that Cleveland had the number one overall pick than like, oh my god, this is our our opportunity to jump on a financial interest. Yeah, because like regardless, I think he was going to the NBA. I don't think he was going to be like I'm gonna go play at Ohio State for a year so that I could be like even that, more obviously on the number happen. one. It just wasn't gonna happen. 
So I think he was just going to go to the NBA regardless. I think he honestly really wanted to play for Coach for Cleveland. K. He wanted to play for and Coach K. He wants K. his son to play for Coach K right now. Yeah. Well, not right now, but when Brian in gets whatever there. two or three years, but he's yeah. like, I want him to play for Duke over anyone else, by far. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. That's probably just because Coach K has been on the Olympic teams and and has been able to talk to LeBron and show everybody how much he knows about basketball and all that. Yeah, that's true. Do you want to talk about the standings for a second? Yeah. Because let's talk about the East for Sagoon. The Sixers are are only they're half a game above uh, above the Nets, and Embiid's out for two to three weeks at least. And they might be very cautious with him, given his knee and given his size. And they're probably going to lose some games. They're yeah, unless Simmons goes bonkers. But like, do you think that they'll be able by the end of the season to retain home court? Because they got the Nets that are half a game behind, the Bucks are two games behind them. And the Heat have finally fought their way all the way back up to the four seed. They got hit by COVID stuff hard in the yeah. fir- in the beginning of the season. I mean, I predicted them to be really good, and I was kind of worried, but they've come I, back. They've come back. Kendrick Nunn, I was Kendrick Nunn looked a little sketch for a bit, but it's because he had COVID, and I think he's recovered from it now. And now he looks very. He's starting to look at Kendrick Nunn again. Teams but he's got Duncan Robinson differently. Oh yeah, they are because they figured out what he likes to do. Yeah. It, it it only takes a year of film to figure out this out for some for a few of these defensive minds. Yeah, but like so, those are the three teams that are the most eligible, in my opinion, and maybe the Celtics, who are another, who are just half a game behind the Heat, in order to like to to usurp the Sixers in these next few weeks. Do you think the Sixers can keep it together to keep a, co- a top four seed? If Embiid actually doesn't play the next two weeks, which people are considering that he might not. Um, I don't think that the 76ers hold that lead. Depends on who they play, I would say, also. But I don't know if Ben Simmons could just solo keep winning for the 76ers. They got the Knicks. That's a tough one. For who? The the Sixers. Oh. <laughs> they got the Knicks at home. That'll be that'll be tough. That'll be tough. It's the yeah, New York Knicks. Manual quickly. Honestly, they have the Bucks, but then they have the Kings and the Knicks again, then the Warriors. Then they have the Lakers on March 25th. That's Those, those are some, a couple of um, tough teams in, mixed in there with some bad Oh, this teams. is tough. Three games in a row, they go Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. Oh. And it's all on the road. Yeah, that's not good. That is rough. If you're a Philly fan. Yeah, but then by the time they get back home, they have the T-Wolves, Grizzlies. I don't think they win those those tough games. Probably not. They barely beat the Lakers when they had a full squad. Yeah. But also AD will still be out most likely. AD will be out, but if LeBron plays, he's probably going to beat Ben Simmons. Simmons guarded him real well that first time they played. Ben Simmons is his guy. He drafts him yeah, every... Yeah, he loves Ben you know, Simmons. He tries to get him every draft. I, dude, ben I love Simmons Ben Simmons. Clutch, I think. Is he part of Clutch Sports? Yeah. I think he is, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I remember he had that one Instagram post where he was like Young Prince yeah. and King James working out. Yeah, something like that. I remember <laughs> that. It was goofy. <laughs> Do you think the Nets end up with the one seed? I think it's inevitable. With um, Blake Griffin coming to the team... I'm not sure. If yeah, we haven't a, even talked about Blake Griffin yet. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's a positive or negative yet. I've heard lots of people pretty much saying like, "Do you like how Jeff Green plays for the Nets?" And if you're if you're even the slightest bit po- like positive about Jeff Green's minutes for the Nets, imagine another 15 minutes of of Jeff Green's minutes for the Nets, except with more playmaking. 
and that's Blake Griffin. Because he's done with the dunking, and he's done is that, defensively. Is that you making that comparison? No, that's, I've heard a bunch of other people make that comp. All right. But that, like, that's the role he would fill, more or less. Jeff Green plays a really good role for the yeah. Nets. Like, he, he fills in perfectly what they need from him. And yeah. Blake Griffin always to me, hasn't Blake had Griffin, defense. Blake Griffin in the pick-and-roll scenario is going to be huge. Because he'll, he'll be put in that spot. Man. On the offense, not yeah. defense. Yeah. You don't want him say, stuck in, a, yeah, in the pick-and-roll. No. Not at all. I don't know. But offensively, he's 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 played long enough to now be able to identify his reads. If he if he's the roller, if he's a screener, and then rolls, gets that, and then he's he's played enough basketball, and, and he he built off this a lot in Detroit of being able to make that quick quick decision of where do I pass this ball or do I take it to the rim. Yeah. Whereas when he was with the Clippers, he would hesitate for a second, and then most of the time he'd kind of rely on his his athleticism after that. But, you know, that one year we ended up being a top five MVP guy. 2014, I think. Yeah, it was because he still had that athleticism, but was also starting to piece together, I need to make these decisions very quickly. Now he's lost the athleticism, but he's had another four or five years of making those decisions. He's definitely a better playmaker. Yeah. You know, if they do have a pick and roll, let's say Harden and Blake Griffin – yeah. Pick and roll. Wow. Imagine having that wow. pick and roll in 2015. Wow. Yeah, let's say Blake Griffin and Harden do a pick and roll. You got Kyrie and Kevin Durant and Joe Harris spotting up. Jesus. Jesus. That's impossible. That's impossible because you have Durant who can technically, like we said, play big. He can block yeah. shots at the rim. He can be kind of a rim protector. He can cut and then dunk on somebody who's not like who's not ready to block him. Yeah. So, imagine that squad. It's all offense, no defense, obviously. But yeah, you can't outgun someone. Literally, who's the, like I you. like we're both. I've said this a few times at this point. We're both LeBron guys. the The hopes that I have for the Lakers beating the Nets if they both make it to the finals is that Harden goes three for sixteen one game and like misses all of his step back threes. Yeah, we. You just gotta pray for something like that to happen. Yeah. So someone to have a bad game. Someone to yeah. have, you know, a bad, you know, finals, I guess, series. Do you think that the Lakers make it out of the West? I think there there's a growing suspicion that they're gonna keep AD out for the rest of the season. Really? Which I don't think is gonna happen. It's not good for my fantasy team. That that's <laughs> Yeah, him and Embiid and KD are actually gonna sit the rest of the season. I just need one. I just need one guy to come back. I don't care who it is. Just give me one, and I won't be the worst team in the league. You just need one of them. And I think all three of them are going to come back within the next two, three weeks. Hopefully. But, so, yeah, there's a conspiracy theory that the, I could see that happening, too. Right. So that that's like another, and to me, that's another LeBron thinking just in the narrative. Being like, well, listen, you know, I made eight straight finals, then I missed a season, then I made another finals, and then... Maybe he has another injury. I put that in quotes. Like, it, like I think he could have come back from the groin injury in 2019. I, I think obviously. But there was just no use for it. Because he was like, okay, we'd be the fifth seed, and I I wouldn't be able to bring this team to the finals. I just wouldn't be able to do it. It's the West. It's insane. Yeah. So instead he misses that year. And if you just look about the years that he played all the way through, now he's made nine straight finals instead of eight. And then this year, if they hold AD out, and then LeBron realizes I can't bring this team to the finals, and he goes like, oh, my fucking forearm. 
Ah, and he misses the last 20 games. So you're saying that uh, But if AD comes be- back, I think excuses could come into play. But that would be the only reason. Like, I think AD will come back. And then I think LeBron and AD will run through the West. They they have to play in the playoffs together. There's no way that they're going to keep AD That's what I'm out. thinking. I don't think, like, I think they're going to be like, wait till you're 100%, but you're going to be 100% this season. Yeah. Like, there, there's no working around that. Like within the, what his injury is. I, it's just like it's it's a calf strain, but it's the same calf strain that KD had, and then when they rushed KD huh. back, he tore his Achilles. Oh, so they're being very careful with it. That so that funny. I understand. Yeah. So like, like I I'd be like, I'll give you another entire month off. The Lakers will still be a top four or five seed, and then AD comes back. AD gets his legs under him for like six or seven regular season games, playoffs start, and then you have LeBron and AD. And then I would say LeBron and AD run through the West. Because why yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah. Dude, think about this real quick. You know how, like, Michael Jordan, three finals appearances, three rings, took a break for a season and a half or whatever, two seasons. And did it again. Yeah. Did it again. What if LeBron makes eight straight finals, takes one year off. Makes another eight straight. <laughs> makes another eight straight. He's already one down, so seven straight now. <laughs> That'd be insane. Seven straight finals. Well, how how old is he? Thirty six. Yeah, he's thirty six. So he'd make another one this year. Forty. What are we talking about? Forty two. He has to be forty three at the end of his seventh. Brady's doing it. It's a different sport, I will say. It is a different sport, and but and Brady sports don't look science like Tom, is way different. Brady doesn't look like LeBron James either. You know, yeah, but Brady is also getting hit by people who want to kill him every play. That is true. LeBron's just being brought down by Serge Ibaka yeah. type. Yeah. Did you see that he had one play against the Nuggets like three, four weeks ago at this point where people were legitimately running out of the way so that they didn't get dunked on by him. <laughs> like he is a, he is a machine. Dude, if, if imagine if you were a Nuggets player and, and you had just been drafted like a year ago. You, yeah, you're just in the league or whatever, and you're playing significant minutes for some stupid reason. And uh, yeah, because I'm I'm just saying I don't know why the Nuggets would play a six foot, uh, you know, five eleven. Oh, like the the guard European guy, Campazzo. I, I was Campazzo. just trying to make the comparison of you, your player build. I don't think would help. Oh, sure. The NBA. Okay. So, yeah. so if I'm in the NBA and yeah, LeBron's in the yeah, fast yeah, break, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're dude, a Nuggets player. I'm running to the locker room. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm not standing in front of that. Bro, no he could way. flick me. He could pu- He could seriously harm me. I'm, I don't even have, like, you know, I'm tall. I'm like six foot ish. Yeah. Probably six foot, uh, six foot one in shoes, maybe even it, on a good day. And, uh, <laughs> LeBron would crush me. Yeah. I'm not even tall in, like... And the thing is, you I'd say... all the guards in the NBA. Compared to the, to, the, to the average human, we are slightly taller, we are slightly heavier than the average person. But he is much taller. But LeBron's... Much heavier. 60 to 70 He's pounds heavier than pounds each of us. muscle on us. Mm-hmm. Probably. And nine inches. In multiple ways. In, in, in height. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that, but I'm... <laughs> I wonder where you were going with that, man. Like, I no idea what, what you're talking about. I mean, his, yeah, he's nine inches taller than us, yeah. 
This is great. I was watching a, a between between two ferns the other day. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, it was Zach Galifianakis. And I was watching the moment he had with Obama. Oh man, it was it was pretty good. It was really good actually. I haven't and, seen that uh, in a minute. It was really good. And at one point he was like, uh, Zach Galifianakis asked 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 Obama, how, "How do you feel that like now people aren't going to let you win one on ones anymore now that you're not the president?" He goes, <laughs> and Obama just goes like, "How does it feel having a three inch vertical?" <laughs> <laughs> Zach Galifianakis just goes, it's a three-inch horizontal. <laughs> Dude. See, I was going to say Obama is quick with it, but then I guess, you know. Zach Galifianakis is a pro. Yeah, I'm he, sure he's been trained in improv and stuff and all that. For sure. Like, yeah. Especially if he's doing that type of show. Oh, yeah. Do you, you end up seeing that movie, Between Two Friends movie? No, they made a movie? Yeah, they made a movie. It's on Netflix. It's good. Really? Yeah, it's solid. Starring who? Who's in it? It's What's Zach Galifianakis, and it's like seven interviews of like it's seven between two ferns interviews with like some stuff in between them. Really, like getting to the interviews and on the sets, and it's it's solid. It's really good. I should check that out. You absolutely should, because I feel like I like between two ferns and Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. he's pretty funny, and in the Hangover, he was pretty f- hilarious. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but man, Blake Griffin. But Blake Griffin on the Nets is even crazier. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. <laughs> Dude, uh, talking about the Nets, and I know, you know, I think I saw this. You've probably seen this. The tweet from Allen Robinson that Drummond yeah, is going yeah. to the Nets. Yeah, it blows my mind. And let me get the. I'm an NBA fan. I, I follow the NBA pretty well. Like, you know, I, I look, you know, up the standings every day and all that stuff. I forgot that Drummond was on the Cavs. I thought he They've was been still on the them. Pistons for, a, yeah. for a, <laughs> forever. And then I was like, when did he get traded from the Pistons? But uh, just the only reason I would like to see him on the Nets. No and, one watches and Cleveland. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. And I, I would like to make it clear. I do not want to see Andre Drummond on the Nets. I don't want to see it. I think it would be bad for the NBA uh, overall. I think but it would be the only reason I think it would be the only reason it would be somewhat mm-hmm. enjoyable is for a Nets Sixers playoff series because Joel Embiid believes that he. I remember this quote. Oh, he's in his he head. He quote unquote owns real estate. Yeah. In <laughs> in Andre Drummond's head, he that'd might, be the only reason. He might as well. I mean, yeah. John B's way better than Andre Drummond. Oh, it's not even close. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not even close, dude. Um, Andre Drummond is statistically one of the worst finishers in NBA history. Have you noticed that? Like, are you, ta- are you talking about, like, at the rim, or are you talking, like, in a fourth quarter? Everywhere. <laughs> uh, they compared him and Jared Allen's shooting splits. Shooting oh, stats. Jared Allen's going to be way better. Dude, it was weird, like, just to see every shot categorized. It was, like, three-pointers, uh, layups. Then they got into, like, bank shots, alley-oop What's- catches, okay. like... um. Like some crazy, like you know, wing bank shots or something like that, corner bank shots. Literally every single shot attempt that you could probably think of, imagine Jared Allen shot better than Andre Drummond <laughs> in every single statistical category. <laughs> like everything, even threes. Like I don't even know Jared pointers. Allen's ever taken a three. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what? What? How is Jared Allen? Jared Allen's like. Like he he doesn't look like he can shoot, and he's shooting better than Andre Drummond. And the thing is also that 
Andre Drummond, if you look at his like at the rim finishing stats, not great. No, they're some of the worst in NBA history. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. He he gets a good stats, relatively good stats. You know, he but gets it's more like volume based, rebounds, twelve rebounds. Yeah, but it's like he gets like you know that many points just because of the rebound putbacks. But he also misses the rebound putbacks. Like he misses a lot, and I didn't notice this until I saw this tweet where it was like Jared Allen shoots incredibly better than Andre Drummond. And I looked it up, and I was like, whoa. So honestly, I know we were ragging on on the Cavs for for what they were doing in the James Harden trade, but if they end up flipping Drummond for something and then having Jared Allen, who's their center of the future, oh, that's amazing! If they if they can, then that's like that's Drummond like they were thinking three Nets. steps ahead. Flip Drummond to the Nets, and they for, already got Jared Allen for. And let's say like they're just like we don't even want your picks the next two years. We want your picks the next three years after that. Yeah. When you well, guys are going to not be nearly as good. And then they get the next Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah. But they just they just have to go through a few years of misery and hope that they can retain Jared Allen. And Sexton. And, and honestly, and also, what if they flip Kevin Love for something? Would you like Kevin Love on the Celtics? That interests me. It does interest you. because Not in good ways. Because Boston would love a lineup that has Peyton Pritchard, Daniel Tice, and Kevin Love in it. Man, we traded Gordon Hayward away from a reason, or we left Gordon Hayward. You yeah, know, left him out to dry. Walk, man. We don't. When we're past that. But listen, those three guys plus Tatum, who's half and half, and then Jalen Brown. Tatum's half mixed. I don't know that. He looks very mixed. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta well, look yeah, it up. If you're now. comparing him to Jalen Brown, yeah, <laughs> yeah, one looks mixed. <laughs> oh man. He's from St. Louis. I don't know if... Ethnicity? Mixed. That's what it says? It, it says just mixed. says mixed. Yeah, it just says it mixed. Say anything. <laughs> Search up Jalen Brown ethnicity. I just want to see what it says. It says mixed. It says ethnicity. Jalen Brown? Mixed. Oh, no, Jalen Brown. No. Yeah, yeah. Try, try Jalen Brown. I just want to see if it will say mixed. I don't think he's... Uh, that's... Google, man. Brown is primarily African-American. Wow, so... He was criticized by some as too smart to play in the NBA. That's a pretty good criticism. Yeah, I, 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 I want a player who's too smart. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, because he was um, he was a well, third pick. Yeah, wow, behind uh, Ben Simmons and Brandon Ingram. It's a solid pick. Jesus, yeah. no, it was a good pick. Uh, Jalen Brown in high school used to be the I don't know if he was the captain, but he used to play chess all the time. In high school. Really? Big chess guy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. And at Cal Berkeley, he took graduate level or senior level classes as a freshman. So Jesus. He's trying to be uh I th- I think that he's trying to be you know how Chris Paul has been like the leader of the players association. Yeah, yeah. Is he gonna try and fill that role next? Lines? I think he wants to do that. I he seemed uh, listen, if I all literally all I've heard about his smarts is in the past forty five seconds. Uh, yeah, I'm down for him to be the next guy, the next yeah. Chris Paul. Yeah. Because he, like, he's been playing fantastic this year. Oh, man. He's, like, averaging, last time I checked, 27 points a game. And it seems like his physicality and his smarts is something that can extend his career. Another, You know, like, I, I didn't think Chris Paul would be able to play this efficiently this long. No one did. Well, no one no expected one. him to be as good as he was on OKC. Everyone thought he was no. going to. Everyone thought he was going to be fine. 
was like, oh, he'll average like 10 and 10, and it'll be the end of his career. That's what I'm saying. Like, people yeah. thought, like, OKC was it's his last leg. For it. But instead, no, he's creating playoff teams everywhere he goes. Which makes and no sense. If it, if he retires in two, three years, and Jalen Brown can take up that mantle and be like, I'm going to be the Players Association guy as well as an MVP candidate for five years and then just a guy who makes everybody a playoff contender for the next six. I That's fantastic. That would be cool. Yeah, and he started on the Celtics. Dude, so would you would you do everything yeah, you could to keep him? Started and finished. And finished on the Celtics. And will finish on the Celtics. And will for sure finish on the Celtics with no other campaigns at all. No. Just like Obi Topin will not leave New York. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Listen, with the respect that Patrick Ewing gets at going Madison into Square going into Madison Square Garden, what Knicks player would ever think, "Oh, oh, I, I, I'm in, I'm, I'm in the wrong scenario." No, yeah. everyone would think I'm in the right place. My owner cares about me. <laughs> Imagine being Patrick Ewing, right? And you, and you, you. How many sto- how many times do you think he got stopped for ID? Well, he complained about it, so it must have been if, at least it must have been two times. Yeah. Yeah, it had to be more than two times. Like if it two was, different incidences, he probably yeah. brushed that under the rug. Yeah. If, if I had to guess. Because he's the coach of a different team at this point. They know that it's not a professional game being played. Yeah. So, okay, if you check my ID, I get it. Yeah. If your ID gets checked four times and you're Patrick Ewing. At Madison Square at Garden. At Madison Square Garden. If you're in New York, you don't have to ID... Patrick Ewing. No, not if at all. If you're walking the streets of Manhattan and you see Patrick Ewing, I would give hug. him respect. You know what? I was going through my. I was going through our, our high school yearbook the other day. Yeah. You know what's on my bucket list? What is share a milkshake with Patrick Ewing? That's <laughs> <laughs> on my. That's on. It's in our share a milkshake with Patrick. Share Ewing. a Pat, share a Patrick Ewing type milkshake with Patrick Ewing. That would be a cool thing to do. That would be fantastic. What milkshake? Any type. I I don't care. As long as Patrick Ewing's there and we both have separate straws or even the same straw. You could have the same straw. Do you know if Patrick Ewing likes milkshakes? So I don't. <laughs> but 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 I can almost guarantee he does. Because yeah. it's a milkshake. Yeah, man. And he's Patrick what? Ewing. Yeah, what, Patrick what, Ewing's what, dope. What, what like, dude why doesn't wouldn't... like milkshakes? What what monster? Yeah. What, who, have you ever met a dude who doesn't like a good milkshake? No. Exactly. No. Exactly, bro. <laughs> I, I've seen... I mean, everyone, dude, if I knew someone right now that hated milkshakes, I wouldn't be friends with them. Block them. Something <laughs> goes amiss. If you hate milkshakes, dude, that's ice cream milk. What more do you need in Unless your body? Unless it's like a lactose thing. Even then, I'm going to need that's a four-page write-up on why you don't drink that's milkshakes. True. If it's like you get explosive diarrhea, I get it. Anything outside yeah. of that, I'm going to need a thorough explanation as to why you don't fuck with milkshakes. This dude got asked who he was. I need some ID, sir. Yeah. Dude's seven foot and how did some how did a separate security car just not come up to him with like, hey, I got this hot dog off of a New York Street vendor hot dog stand and I want you to have it because thank you for everything that you've ever done for the New York Knicks. I mean, dude, I'm, if I was working at MSG and I had a hot dog and I was in that scenario, I would give my hot dog to Patrick Ewing. No, oh, questions, no asked. questions asked. No questions asked. Yeah. Do you think it's the same employee? I <laughs> just asked him like four or five times. Sorry, sir. We're going to need your ID. The seven-footer who's coaching a basketball team of Georgetown, of which I think I've heard something about. Yeah. <laughs> did did I, I, I told you that I met Patrick Ewing's son. Did you really? Yeah. I, I told remember you this. this. No? I don't remember this. Um, a couple, not, wow, not a couple years ago anymore. A few years ago, 
2016. Okay. That was, what, five years ago? Wow. wow. Yeah, if it was in these first couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. June 2016. So, yeah, you know, five-ish years ago. Okay. Um, I was staying up in Canada, and I don't know why, but a lot of, like, um, basketball players were staying at this hotel that I was staying at, and, you know... I recognized maybe one face. I didn't really... Is this the same time your dad met Tristan Thompson? Yes. Okay. And J. Cole. And J. Cole, which is same insane. Day. Same day. Yeah. This is pretty crazy. But the... Can, I didn't get that lucky. The yeah. Canadian basketball, men's basketball team was staying at this hotel. And at the same time, for some reason, this um, foreign foreign professional team at the time was staying at the hotel. So all these Canadian basketball players were there for like the Olympic tournament or something like a FIBA tournament or some type of practice or, you know, something like that. Um, and they were all playing. And I met Kelly Olenek, which was really cool. But uh, one morning when I was eating breakfast, I'm just chilling there. And then, uh, you know, like all these basketball players come out of the conference room you know, and they're all, like, dressed up about to go play. And I'm just, like... Going to the tournament or something? Something like that. And I'm looking around. I'm, like, who are these guys? Like, I feel like uh, I might know, like, one one or two because I'm a pretty, you know, big basketball fan. So I asked the um, the guy, uh, you know, if there are uh, any player, NBA players there. And he's, like, not any current NBA players, but one of them is Patrick Ewing Jr. Ayo. And I'm, like, wait, which one? And then he points out you know, Patrick Ewing Jr. I'm like, whoa, that is crazy. And then he was like, Let, give me a second. So he goes over to the team or whatever and talks to, like, one of the uh, um, hotel people with the team. So yeah, this random kid wants to talk to Patrick Ewing's son. He says, he, uh, can he take a picture with this guy? Wow. And and Patrick Ewing Jr. was like, yeah. That's kind of dope. Do I you- don't have the picture. That's pretty dope, though. But it was a really cool morning. And I just remember taking the picture, not because I cared about who Patrick Ewing Jr. was, but, but because of Patrick, Patrick Ewing. Ewing. Yeah. Because he's a New York legend. Dude, and you did that in Canada. Yes! <laughs> in Canada! Not New York! <laughs> if I was in New York and I saw Patrick Ewing... Not just New York, but Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden! You're a security team. Out of all the people... Bro, there has to be a list of Fuck people... Dolan. Okay, Dude, yeah. There, there, has to, there has to be a list of people... That uh, Dolan just wants to ID when they get into the building. Yeah. And for some reason, Patrick Ewing is that dude who's like, ID him every time he comes in. I don't care if you know who he is. And and probably, what's his name? Charles uh, Oakley. Charles Oakley is probably on that list, too. Yeah, anybody who looks like a chocolate-covered almond. <laughs> yeah. From the 90s. From the 90s. <laughs> who was the last time the Knicks were fucking relevant. Yeah. I don't care what you say about the Mellow Knicks. They were not relevant. They were not going to win a championship. But uh, that's besides the point. How do you not – how do you kick Charles Oakley out and then not remember who Patrick Ewing is? Is it because you're too busy doing your terrible blues band thing? Uh, he's doing a blues band thing? Yeah, James Dolan has a blues band. Like he's in the band? He's in the he band. And an they perfo- he plays an instrument. He performs at and Madison Square Garden? he performs the band. Mm-hmm. He performs at his own garden? He hasn't done that in a while, but he has. That's – Odd to me. That's just it gives me weird feelings knowing that that man is in a band and performs at Madison Square Garden. I don't know. Well, at the same time, thinking that he should be in charge of basketball operations, he finally gave that up, like two, three years ago. Wait, he was in 
He was in charge of basketball operations. No, he wasn't. He was hiring and letting go of GMs. He was like the guy in charge of basketball operations. Yeah, but wait. In charge of basketball operations, not not um not any- like the GMs would have to come to him to get the yay or nay on stuff. Oh. Instead of him just being like, I'm gonna hire a head of basketball operations guy, which is now Leon Rose. Yeah, and Leon Rose seems to Apparently I I did no. not think was gonna be doing well. But has been doing great. He's been doing all right. Yeah, I, he gets thumbs up from me. Yeah. Well, he's definitely brought the Knicks more fun than they have. Been I do since think, however, I do think Thibodeau is a is a is a two to three year hire though. Like today, we were blowing out the Thunder by like twenty twenty five. It is the Thunder though, and they're trying to and probably they're tank. trying to tank. And Shy wasn't even playing, but still, Julius Randle played close to forty minutes. We don't. Need him to play. Like, that's such a Thibodeau <laughs> thing. We don't need Julius Randle playing 39 minutes in this game. We yeah. need him. He had a 26-point triple-double. But we don't Julius need him. To, yeah, Julius Randle. Got me 92 points of fantasy. But that's we don't, not, but know, we don't need that. In the scheme of things, though, we don't need it. That, no, that's not even that good. It's not at all. 26-point triple-double. And he's our all-star right now. You know what's crazy? He's a great second or third piece. Bro, I'm saying that a 26-point triple-double is not that crazy. If you said that in 2012, you'd be crucified. Dude, if LeBron... Uh, no, if LeBron, LeBron had 26... He, so Julius Randle had 26, I think 12 and 11. Yeah. If LeBron had that that's yeah, a, for the Heat, we'd both game. be like, oh, fuck. That LeBron was insane. But also yeah. LeBron probably would have done it in like 33 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. he's LeBron James. But like even like like Rondo getting 26 points, oh, 11 and 11. 26 points for Rondo would be insane. Yeah. I Rondo getting like 15, 11, and 12 games. Yeah, man, he'd have some awesome. games where he'd just not score 10 points, and he'd have, like, 10 yeah. rebounds, 10 assists. It's just like, duh. But <laughs> the craziness that we've seen from players in this decade, specifically Westbrook and Harden. Yeah. More specifically, Harden. Harden had a 50-point triple-double against the Knicks, in case you're wondering. Yeah. he's the Only one player has ever done that, right? 50-point triple-double? I think so. I think it's I mean, only Harden. And I think that he had some he's had some crazy, crazy triple doubles over the past years. Breaking records and stuff. And I guess that goes back to what we were saying. Harden earlier. now has five career games in which he scored fifty points and finished with a triple double. Wow. Russell Westbrook has three, Elgin Biller has two, Will Chamberlain has two. Well, that's an interesting company. That's uh, yeah. But I mean Harden has five. One of which is against the Knicks, of course. Yeah, man, and that's that dude. Think about it, though. That's a Will Chamberlain record that was just broken. Oh, and apparently this guy named Richie Guerin, but that was a He's long a time ago. Nick. Richie Guerin, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his second season with the Knicks, yeah, yeah look at that, Richie. Then he made the All Star team for six straight years. He was pretty decent back then. I just remember that name being. Ah, uh, he wasn't on any of our championship teams. This was even before our championship teams, which was still close to fifty years ago. <laughs> I think one of the um, first ever uh, NBA players. I mean, what? How old are the Knicks? The Knicks are as old as the NBA. Right? Knicks are one of the first eight teams in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Because Knicks, Celtics, it's all East Coast stuff. Because really, yeah, yeah. It's Knicks, Celtics. I Bucks, I think. Oh, that's not East Coast then exactly. Oh, let me look it up. I think the whatever I think of the bullets at the time. Baltimore. Washington. 
Okay, that is not the list I was looking for. Who were the original eight NBA teams? Give me a Google. I can tell you right now it's not the Indiana Pacers. It's not the Orlando Magic. Oh, yeah, the Philadelphia Warriors, New York Knicks, Boston Celtics, Washington Capitals, Chicago Stags, Stags. Cleveland Rebels, Providence Steamrollers, Toronto Huskies. I don't think Toronto was in that, actually. That's got to be a later edition because I don't think they were. No, I think, well, Toronto Huskies, though, are from, like, the late 40s, early 50s. Yeah, late 40s, yeah. Uh, Detroit Falcons. Falcons. Baltimore Bullets. And then a few years Wait, after the, the NBA Baltimore was made. Baltimore Bullets and the Washington Capitals? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's that's like how the NFL does the Baltimore Ravens and the Washington football team. Yeah. That's like exactly like what, it, what it is. Which I feel like they should just have one team for that area. And the NBA has it hasn't even really been along for that or like around for that long, but it's it's been a long or like around for a long time at the same time. Well, yeah, it's just, it's just evolved. Like if you put if you showed somebody who was like who went to one game in 1948, the highlights of let's say a Hornets uh, Hawks game, you're like what sport is this? Yeah, what what? It's not even <laughs> the same invention? thing. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Why is everyone 6'6"? Six, six? Why can't everyone dunk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a novelty back then. Yeah. Imagine, dude, imagine all... The only problem with that is... or You're talking about 48, so it's a little bit yeah. earlier than Wilt. But yeah, watching Wilt play must have been just as good as Imagine watching, watching Wilt play. Like, for the first time. Live against actual... Watching him drop 100 against the Knicks. Yeah. Sitting there in person, I feel like just, you know, that's one of those moments where it's like since it wasn't recorded, it, it's always going to go down as like, you know, oh, he scored 100 points. Yeah. Yeah, but Will Chamberlain, you know, he's not really in my top five list. Because it's hard even, to put him in it given the competition, given the era. That's what I'm saying. Given what he was compared to everybody else. He doesn't make like those lists, like the top yeah. three. He doesn't make the top five. Sometimes. And especially like the post-Steph Curry NBA, where it's like everyone needs to shoot. Also, favoritism of uh, your own era, like recency bias. bias. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna have people that think like, like there was. I heard one argument one time that was like the best argument I heard for Kareem wasn't his six championships and six MVPs. It was the fact that like there was an old guy who was watching the NBA and he was like he was watching what Giannis was doing. He was like, you know, if Kareem was allowed to bring the ball up. He probably would have figured out how to do some awesome stuff too, like Giannis. So he probably would have been able to find success in other ways. And given that, I mean, he, whether he was Kareem or Will Alcindor at the time, he was an absurd athlete all the way through to the end until he was like in his late thirties when his athleticism waned a little bit and he just started using his height like a lot. Yeah. But it, I and that was like I was like okay yeah that's the difference between eras because if Kareem could bring basketball. the ball up. You watch Kareem, like old Kareem highlights, he is too graceful for seven foot one. Yeah. It doesn't make sense the things that he like the way that he would move. His sky hook is poetry. beautiful, but even just the way that he runs, it's not clunky in the slightest. Like a gazelle, kind of gazelle. Yeah. I don't know. He, he 
long strides, very slow, but like fast. Like it looks slow. Oh yeah, but he's covering so much ground. Yeah, that's true. And also, you got to think that uh, the old school videos are all on film, so the frame rate is going to be way slower. Way slower. Yeah. yeah, than digital. Yeah. But also, I mean, just watching like Giannis versus Kareem, like you said. The NBA has gone into like a basketball era where really all you need to do is dribble and shoot. You need to be able to dribble and shoot. Yeah. And you're probably a star. Oh, yeah. If you can do that at seven feet tall, you're Carl Anthony Towns. You're probably not a star if you can't do that at seven feet tall. Oh, no way. So, yeah. Think about it like a seven footer who can't dribble and can't shoot. Yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, like a. A guy who's on like a who, by the way, I like as a basketball no, player. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not going to be a superstar. Never. It just won't happen. I Watch him like now in five I feel years. Like we're counting Wendell. Yeah, Carter be an MVP out. candidate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess in this NBA, you kind of just have to be able to hold your own in a way. Like, um, you know, back in the '90s, per se, just in the '90s, '80s, '70s, all those eras. Up until, like, probably, like, the 2000s, right? You always had your point guard. Maybe if your shooting guard was, like, Kobe Bryant. Maybe if your shooting guard was, like, Michael Jordan, you'd have him bring the ball up. But you, like, let's say you're the 80 Celtics. You give the ball to Dennis Johnson. Dennis Johnson, like, dribbles up the court with his back turn, like Pablo And feeds McHale or finds a way to get the bird the ball. Yeah, he feeds McHale, dumps it down low, and starts immediately running the play. Everyone starts running. Mikhail has the ball, you know, or, or Walton or... Or even, or like, Bird. and they're, like, we know their backup point guard was Danny Ainge because he got a lot of minutes doing the same thing. Well, he was their starting shooting guard. Back he was then. their starting shooting guard? Yeah. That's absurd. Really? <laughs> he was good, man. I know. Yeah, I know. He was decent, but... He, play, he played professional baseball at a higher level than uh, Michael Jordan. Or not a higher level, I, I would say. Higher, um, higher, better, better level. He played at a better level. Jordan shouldn't have even been a double-A player. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Danny Ainge played for the Blue Jays. That's pretty awesome. Like a major league team. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, as a basketball player, as I mean, I don't know, man. Imagine, like, dude, the life of Danny Ainge, and I know this is off topic, but, like, Go imagine being so good at baseball and basketball that you can do that, right? You can bounce. Dude, and then it happens with a lot of guys. be... An insanely good GM and construct yeah. the Kyrie Celtics team, the Jason Tatum Celtics Dude, even team. the Isaiah Thomas before that. Yeah, that was a good – like, and, That and was he, a great team. I mean, didn't – With Jay Crowder on the wing at, like, the right price. Dude. And Wait, who? Jay Crowder on the wing. I'm yeah. talking about that that Isaiah Thomas team. The right price? Uh, like, yeah, no, he wasn't overpaid. Oh, a- yeah, Avery yeah, Bradley yeah. at the right price. Like, it was really just well done. And then he hires Brad Stevens out of, you know – Out of Gonzaga. Yeah. No, not Gonzaga. Butler. Or Butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, Gonzaga's got that one guy who looks like he drinks. Uh, <laughs> oh, I had the joke what, right Colin? there. What is it? It's the thing that Kool-Aid. the QAnon people think is, uh, all the elites drink. Adrenochrome, adrenochrome or something. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen the the <laughs> Gonzaga head coach? His name is no. Mark something. Hold on. Hold on. Because he looks exactly like he would drink that stuff. Adrenochrome? Yeah, which I'm saying is not a real thing at all. But if anybody drinks it, it's this guy. 
Isn't adrenochrome the blood of, like, children? Mark Few. Yeah, it's supposed to be the blood of children. So, so that got dark for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's anybody who looks like he drinks it, tell me it's not that guy. I feel like I've it's seen Mark this Few. Guy before. It, he's the he's the Gonzaga head coach. No, but I, I definitely haven't watched any Gonzaga games. You for sure have if you watch any March Madness. They've been like he's had multiple number one seeds. No, I know Gonzaga's Gonzaga. been good. They've yeah, got some, they had he had Demontis Sabonis along with a guy named like Pawlowski or something as, as like a seven foot one center, <laughs> who was aw- like legit played like Sabonis' dad was like legit like like with the passing and everything. But then he had like a back injury and just wasn't Aww. the same afterwards. He was awesome though. He was yeah. so fun to watch. That Gonzaga team was great. Gonzaga usually has some good big men. Yeah, yeah, they, they got had, great big. Uh, they have a but they have a guy named uh, Suggs this year who's awesome. Oh, he's a point guard. Yeah, he's fantastic. Jalen. There's a lot yeah. of Jalens this year. Like three of them. Jalen Green, Jalen yeah. Suggs. And there's another one, I think. Oh, we'll have to do we'll have to do an episode. We're we're creeping up on an hour thirty here soon, so we'll have to end this one soon. Mm-hmm. But uh we'll have to do an episode about draft prospects at some point because there's sure. a I'm bunch of great ones this year. Just off the top of my head, I'm just gonna say Kate Cunningham probably he, I didn't realize he was six eight. But he's six eight, dude. He's six eight. Can shoot, dribble. Mm-hmm. Can do everything. Like we said, you got to shoot and dribble. That's it. Yep. To be a superstar in this league, and that's what Cade Cunningham can do. And he's been hitting game. He's been big he's hit a shots. Game yeah, big shots. Like I've seen him make crazy. He plays. had forty points against Oklahoma. Forty. How, what team does he play for? Oklahoma State. So like that's a big rival. Okay, I was gonna say, doesn't he play for Oklahoma? But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Big big shots. I think he might be number one or number two this year, and then I, probably. And then I also think that depending on how Jalen Green does this G League thing, he's. I been, like this highlights that I've seen. Yeah, he's been going up in draft stock. Yeah, so I think he might be a risky number one. And player. I like that Pat. We can talk about this more on on an episode that we do about NBA prospects. Yeah. But I I, per, I like that path that that him. He's on the same team as somebody else who's going to be like a top ten prospect. A bunch of them. There's like four yeah. of them. Like I, I, I almost because I, I, I mentioned that I don't like the NCAA earlier. I really don't like the NCAA. So like just taking it into your own hands and being like, let me play in a pseudo professional league and then get into a professional league, which is essentially what NCAA is at this point. It's a pseudo professional yeah. league without pay. Yeah. They're Even though the pay is the education, when they never get a, right. they never get a degree because they just do one and done. Um, we don't need to they dive into they that don't whole get thing. Agree, but they uh, allowed players recently to sell their likenesses, right? Or like, make I don't even know if they have. I haven't heard that yet. I think they did this year. That would be pretty big news to me. Yeah, because they, dude, like I remember the in the Fab Five documentary. Like, I forget which one it is. It might have been Jalen Rose. Might have been another one. Who was like, this is ridiculous. I don't understand why I can't make money off of somebody buying my jersey in a store. Doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense uh, that you can't, like, sign a jersey. No, you can't. Like, it's ridiculous. Wait, but, but, like, that's why, why can't like, you just sign a jersey? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't even, like, you can't even let your coach buy you food. No, like, Odo Be- and Odo Beckham gets banned from the LSU locker room. After giving the wide receivers money after winning a national championship, because it's like, hey, you guys haven't been paid all year for this, even though lots of people have made millions of dollars off of the things you've done. So here's like, I don't know, a thousand dollars. And like Odell, you cannot come into the locker room any longer. He sh- he should have just done that off 
the script off like, camera. Yeah, off camera. Dude, he didn't know someone was recording though, because <laughs> some guy was like, "Oh shit, Oda's in the locker room," and started recording. Or he should have just done that, like you know, been like, "Yo," I think he did. He, dude, he did it like on like midfield. He, like, he was yeah, bold I about saw it. it on midfield. Yeah, he was he, real bold. He could have just invited them all for a party. Yeah, and then like brought it like had like drugs, a room a room of alcohol, like goodie bags, everything, yeah. and gave him all the money he wanted. Like he could have yeah. done that, but. I think he was just a little too excited. Honestly, yeah, probably. And also, like, because that's the school he went to, and those are guys that he's probably close to. And also, like, if you're Odell, you know the public guy's on you all the time. So if you do that, you're like, this might bring up a conversation that needs to be had about athletes getting paid in college. And, you know, that's a good point. Kind of worked, I guess. Might start the discussion, you know. Hopefully. I mean, we are, like, two years late to that discussion. Yes, <laughs> and the NCA has not really changed their ways that much. May I'll look into that likeness thing. I don't know if that's. I really hope that that's real. Yeah, that they can now get paid recent. for that. I think it was this year. So I also heard that they're going to bring back like the NCA football games and that stuff. I saw that. So I'd be 2K interested to see if doing that right. Is it going to be through two K? I think two K is doing the college teams. Or oh, that's like fun. That. Okay, not exactly sure. All right. Well, we're we've hit. An hour 25 on this. Do you want to wrap this up? Yeah, baby. All right. Do you have anything you want to plug or anything you want to say, senor? I'm going to plug the uh, Boston Celtics. Uh, they're <laughs> the best team probably in the East. Um, and also just, you know, my childhood. So uh, let's go Boston Celtics. I think we're going to win a lot of games finishing out the season. Do you guys come out of the Eastern Conference? Like it going into the finals? Depends. Depends on if the Nets play at full speed in the playoffs, if they have any injury issues. Yeah. I think even then, I think the Nets have us. Even if Kyrie is injured. They have okay. Harden, Durant, yeah. Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, like dude. Maybe what? Andre Drummond. And maybe Andre Drummond. Like, you know, I think that the Nets are the only team that will not let us get out of the East. But it doesn't look like the Nets will, you know, I'm just saying this, you know. As a fan. As a fan, but I'm just saying this as a person who doesn't really know anything. I don't know how long the Nets are going to stay together. You know, we yeah. we thought that the Warriors might be, you know, years and years and years and years of nonstop finals. And then it was like two years. And Three years, and then KD got hurt. I in think the they final made the finals one. five times. They made the finals five times in a row with yeah. KD only three. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Well, when KD joined, we were like, it was over. It's it over. over. This yeah. is just going to be like the next. Th- I, th- I thought he was going to stay there for years and years and years. I hoped it was only that one deal, and then he signed like another one after that. I was like, Pfft. yeah, but um, I hope that necessarily, you know. Same scenario. I feel like hopefully the Nets can maybe win one or two. Yeah. And then split and let the East ride out. You know, yeah. let, let Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're probably going to be like 27, 28 at that time. And then, oh, then they kind of hit their stride for two, year, two or three years. peak, baby. That's smart. They I like that a lot. Rings. So we're plugging the Boston Celtics at the end of this podcast? Yes, sir. Do you got anything you're trying to plug? Uh, I'd like to plug that the Knicks are the seventh seed right now and – Holy crap, I don't want that to go away. You want them to make the playoffs? I want, well, also because I do have a bet on them to make the playoffs. And I don't think them making a play-in game counts as me winning that bet. It's debatable. 
It is, but I don't think FanDuel will take my debate. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were It's legit. It's only like 10 bucks, but it pays out like 30 That's not bad. It's pretty good. To put on the Knicks to make the playoffs? So, I unsurprisingly. the game technically counts, though, if they win it. I I I don't know. I hope they're so. they're going to have playoff series if they win it. So That's it true. To, they it would. Has to be. Yeah, they, would ha- they have to. Then. But then, then they have to win the playoff, playing series, playing games. Anyway, unsurprisingly, we're plugging the Nets, or sorry, the Knicks and the Celtics at the end of this podcast. Yes. Okay. So that was that. Sounds good. Let's sign off. Let's sign off. Do you have anything else you want to say signing off? Do you want to plug anything else? No, but I will say that Kemba Walker has been playing better. I saw him drop 30 the other night. Yeah. That's all I'll say. <laughs> okay. God bless me and good night.